Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! They don't get the goal horn until they win. They oh. get that. They get that, or they get... What was the other one we did? You know what that goal song this sounds one. like? The hang- <laughs> That's right. That goal song just sounds like that AE Sports like video game thing when I hear that. Like I am just not a fan of that. Like that they're playing that at the arena, but I mean, I guess it's worse. I think like Toronto has like some love song after each goal or something. It's like some terrible song that they change. Like I think I just it saw that they're be... retiring. It was a Hall and Oates song, apparently. Yes, it was. It was a Hall and Oates song. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see which song. I don't care. But yeah, I saw that they're retiring, and I figured that's probably a good thing. Did Only they get fucking rid of... a Canadian team would have fucking Hall and Oates Hall as Oates. their goal song. Only a fucking Canadian hey, fuck team. I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think and the Canadian government has apologized for Brian Adams on several occasions. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got rid of the Gary Glitter song, right? Because you know, that guy's been arrested like twenty times. For, well, like, yeah, you know, when you're file, like but... fucking spending your summers in Thailand, Thailand, twelve-year-old yeah. boys, Cambodia, yeah, Cambodia. Pedophile. I was just listening to something about him, and they were saying he just got busted again. Like he can't stop this guy. Like he's just constantly in trouble. He's just like you know, Gary Glitter. Yeah, well, with a name like Gary Glitter, is anybody shocked? Let's just say that you know. But we're the Uncle Puckers. Uh, Dan is off this evening. He's going to try and join us in a little while. I am Chris, along with my band of misfit partners, Tony and Bobby. Um, welcome to the show, and we are going to discuss uh, the Islander game tomorrow night and um, little things that Devils need to do and what's going on because it, it's been a little bit of a rocky start. So uh, why don't we jump in with that, Bobby? You got some news on lineup changes. Yeah, there were some changes today in practice. Looks like they've uh, put to Foley up with Hughes and Meyer on the. That's right insane. Wave. I'm sorry. What to Foley? Where? <laughs> what are they Toffoli's thinking? Foley's on Jack's left, and Meyer's on his right, playing the off wing like he did in San Jose, Toffoli. which is something I personally have been calling for for a while. Okay, hang on, hang on. To Foley, Meyer, Jack. Correct. I like that. I think I can like that line. 
I think that I think, can be a I think pretty fucking if we good all are line. honest with ourselves when when we wanted Meyer to come over and then when he did and when we were predicting where he was going to go, we all for the most part really thought he was going to play with Jack. I thought that was the reason they were getting him. Yeah. You know, it was okay, we Jack's finally going to have his big protector, big winger that can clear out some space and let Jack do what Jack does, which is just, you know, be an awesome skater. But um even like a few weeks before, I don't know if you guys remember, before the trade for Timo, a few weeks before, uh, Fabian Zetterlin was up on that line with Hughes right. a lot. And, you know, part of that was, okay, well, the team is putting a big guy that about the size of Timo Meyer up on that line with Jack to kind of see how it fits. And Zetterlin played all right there. He's actually started off really good so far in San Jose. All of our ex-Devils are fucking doing great. He had a goal. I think he had a goal the other day. Yeah, he had a, he had a breakaway Black goal. It's been facing like 5,000 shots or some shit. Yeah, like that'll that. fall apart. I'm not Just goes to show you that. don't always need an all-star line. Sometimes you need a piece on that line that plays a different role. But what do you think? a little heavy. What do you think about the uh, this line, the Timo, Jack, and, uh, and Toffoli line? I think that's got the makings to – I mean, they could score like hell, really, if you think about it. I mean, I, I really, really have wanted to see Meyer coming down the right wing for a long time. I just feel like he's more comfortable there, and I think Toffoli is that guy. I've just, I'm just so impressed with him already. He's looked, He looks like the veteran, like any situation, any line, put me in, coach. And then when he got Jack centering it, I mean, sky's the limit for it. So it's pretty exciting. I did like the balance of the original lineup, but that's not working out right now. So this is a this looks pretty promising. What do you think of that line, Tone? What's to lose, right? Why not try something different? Um, we know that we like to mix up lines anyway on this team, which I have no problem with, and I think now's the best time to do it. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I like Toffoli, and I actually think Toffoli has been has been in. I've noticed him on the ice each game. Um, you know, Meyer obviously has been the guy who, and as we all know, and everyone is saying, you know, with San Jose, he always has slow starts. It's just the way it goes with him so i say why not why not mix it up a little bit and we we talked in the last show you weren't on no tone i don't know if you heard like timo meyer was asked to do a lot more in san jose it's it's it does take a little while to kind of figure out or at least get uh acclimated to what your role is um and i think right now the biggest problem with the devils is a lot of guys don't know what their role is and um you know that's on coaching and stuff to to figure that out now i do like that line so i'm gonna guess the second line is Heesher, mm-hmm. Brat, and Palat? Correct. Or is it Palat? Keeping Palat, yep, on Heesher's left, yes. Um, I like that. Which is good. I mean, I'm still hot and cold on Palat, depending on the day, right? I can. I think ultimately, if you had him on a, on a third line that is flowing well, I'd prefer to keep him off the second line when you got guys like Mercer, Holtz. But for now, I think it works good because he sure still kind of needs a little bit of that size, a little bit of that type of game with him. And now you got Brad, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, is, is kind of the one devil that's, you know, really clicking right now. That can help he sure too. So, and I think Palat was one of our best skaters at the game against I was going to say, uh, I didn't uh, hear you guys yeah. last show, but I mean, I. I think Palat's been okay this year too. I think that you know. Yeah, I thought he was one of the best yeah. skaters. He had a lot. He, you know, he played physical. He played. Uh, he was all over the friggin' place. Didn't get any points for it or any goals. Rather, I think he did get a point. But um, uh, you know, he. I like the way he's playing, and I think the whole year of Andre Palat uh, is going to be really good for this team. I'm really excited about that. So the third line is Hala and Holtz and Mercer. No Hala. No Hala. Okay. Oh, that's right. He's hurt. Yeah, so, right. so do we know if he's out for any specific long time or day, we don't day, know? as far as I know, but um, 
Yeah, so somebody else got a promotion. So so Michael McLeod is Michael up there? Michael McLeod is centering Mercer to his left and Holtz to his right. Has the makings of something pretty cool there. It uh, does. I, it, it seems temporary, though, because if, yes. if everyone were playing to their potential, plot number one is going to be on the third line for most of the year, and that is a right. very productive spot for him. I wasn't knocking him when I mentioned him being on the second line. So it's probably temporary, but... Yeah, that's a pretty interesting line, right? Because Mikey does have better hands than he gets mm-hmm. credit for. Mercer's an engine. And Holtz, you know. That's a, that's a hustle line. Out. Yeah. Holtz that's has had some good line. passes so far, too. I mean, his passing. I mean, Holtz, I'm still, like I said, I, I'm not sold on him. But he's his passing's been okay so far. Um, you know, what do you think, Bobby? You can't Holtz really so take far? too much away from the kid when the entire team's playing like shit, too. Well, I was actually you know? just going to say, the rest of the team's playing pretty garbage. And um, he's actually been noticeably... Good. I, 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 you know, he hasn't hurt this team at all. No glaring for sure. flaws, for sure. No, um, you know, he had a couple. He had, had a couple of nice shots. He did shoot that one like twelve feet over the net the other day. We made jokes that he was uh, shoot, shot at twelve feet the other day over somebody's head, but that was deflected. That this was one, deflected. he actually did shoot like <laughs> six feet over the net. But I do like that. So the fourth line is sounds a little crazy. So okay, Lazar. wait, wait, wait. I was going to say Lazar centering yeah. Bastion. Was right, and who else? Guy who didn't I? even know was going to make the team. Guy, you didn't know was going to make the team. When he made the roster. I was like, I didn't realize that guy was on the radar. Tierney. Oh, that's right, Chris Tierney. Holy yeah. fuck, we do have him. Yeah. Okay. We haven't seen him yet, so that's kind of yeah. interesting. I'm wondering Again, this how is he'll just do. practice line, so we don't know for sure what's going to happen here. But, um, yeah, interesting line. I, you had so much success with our fourth line last year. I, I kind of want to see that duplicated as much as possible and that would be two-thirds being McLeod and Bastion but it is a different team so you're gonna have to move some stuff around and Hall is out so um it seems like the best of a, of a bad situation right now to kind of create it like that pretty deep yeah I like it um I want to check out Chris Tierney's numbers um real quick if I can find them where the hell are you Chris Tierney so I'm guessing Vanacek will be in that tomorrow night it looks um, like it based on practice, yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. think Vanacek. Um, and, yeah, probably Vanacek and Soro- uh, yeah, Sorokin. So that'll be definitely a good goalie matchup. Yeah, I, um, Sorokin's already, what, Sorokin's 2-0, and and he also, what, he had, he had a shutout, shutout already. He shut out yep. already. He only faced, like, 14 shots, I think it was, against Arizona. But, uh See, that's what you got to, they, they are going to do everything they can to shoot you down and make sure that, you know, you do not get any traction. So that's a little bit, uh, the one thing about this game that makes me a little bit nervous, are you going to fall into the trap trap. of the, uh, Islanders, you know, playing their defensive style, playing their heavy hockey and, uh, wearing you down where, you know, we've seen quite a few times saw it in preseason that, that the devils when they're making connecting those passes and their transition game is on the Islanders have no answers for them. They really don't. I mean, if they skate their asses off tomorrow and look, I love that Timo Meyer was benched. I know that a lot of people are like, you know, hair on fire about this. I think it's fantastic. And I think it's a great coaching strategy. It's that dude, we went out and gave up a shit ton for you. And 
we weren't even sure if you were going to sign here. Like, we took a huge right. chance on you. Okay, we got you signed. You're locked up. You got your eight-year term. You got your eight, 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 eight or eight, five, whatever it is. Oh, it's up there. It's up there. You're the second or third highest paid guy on the team. You're getting paid more than Jack. You're getting paid more than the captain. You're getting paid more than Brat. Um, okay. You came here for a reason. You're making mistakes, and you bench his ass on the third period, and that just sends that message to the entire team. It doesn't fucking matter who you are, man. If you're not going to do it, you're going to sit. And I love that Lindy did that. I love that that kind of that. And maybe, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but like Lindy has always been coaching these young guys up, letting them make mistakes. Is his coaching style changing a little bit now that this team is I think it's more about the player. I think if he had the young guys, they're still going to get that rope to make the mistake. I think Meyer, like for all the reasons you just pointed out, this is a veteran now, and you are looked upon to do certain role with this team. And yeah. if you're not going to perform with expectations, you're going to sit like anybody else. So it's kind of the it's the opposite of letting a, a younger kid make the mistake. Timo, you can't do that. Like, right. You know my, that's get my get point now. Yeah. Is Lindy going to be playing with a much tighter leash now? Because this team has those expectations. Is he going to be like, you know what? I get, you know, you had the years to make those mistakes. We cleaned it all up. I don't want to see it again. Yeah. I don't want to see it anymore. You know, eventually you have to just treat them like men. And they have to be expected to go out there and win. And Bobby, you talked a little bit about the Eliash interview and how he had talked about, uh, you know, having to come to terms and dealing with the fact, the expectations that are thrust upon you early on. Like you have to, okay, put that aside and just go play your game. And maybe they're not doing that right now. Maybe they're, you know, maybe it is weighing a little bit on them. So, um, you know, I'm 50, 50 on this, on the benching thing. I don't know. Like, you know, I, I get it and I'm not against it. I'm also, it's hard for me to, to like think that as a girl, you know, as an adult play, like you're an adult guy that you have to be benched to give effort. Like I find that very hard to believe, but I'm not against it, but we also don't know what well, goes on in the you, locker room. I we mean, don't know the personalities in the yeah, locker room. Yeah, but hang room. on, hang on. I just want to talk, touch on what you just said. Like you made it sound like you're a grown man and if you need, you know, like you shouldn't have to get benched to get motivated and play. Well, that's not on Lindy then, that's on Timo. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's just I don't know if, you know, so I also go with the it's only three games, and I really do believe this. Like I said, I'm not in panic mode at all. I'm actually on the side of – and I've seen the two sides. I've watched, you know, on social media you see it. The people who are like in total, oh, what's going on with this? This You know, like Nobody should be in panic mode. No, No Devil fan should be in panic mode right now. Yeah, they should Um, definitely be playing better than they are. That's 100 – yeah, we definitely know that. And this is the problem we talked about before the season started. This is what happens with the expectations, right, because we have three points in three games. Now, three years ago, we would have been like, okay, you know, we got some points. Now we have very high expectations. I'm not saying they shouldn't get benched. Um, Same thing when Miles last year, like I understand it. I, uh, it's just hard, man. It's hard for me to think that that would have that you'd have to get benched to get motivated to and to play a game when you're a professional. Yeah, but. and Tony, I understand your point, and we kind of talked about it on the last show too. Like, why did it take being down four goals before they turned on and played the way they played? Why couldn't they have that desperation after right. two goals? So sometimes different things does motivate people, and sometimes if you are a superstar and you're getting nine million dollars and your ass rides a pine, maybe it is a wake up call. Maybe it's not. Maybe because in Timo's mind, he was like, I don't care what it looks like. 
I'm out there giving my best and I'm, I'm in my own well, head. He said, it, he said the right things afterwards, you know, he, yeah, he said, you know, it, it, you know, we talked and we smoothed it over and the sun rises again and I'll be yeah. back to playing my game. And he said all the right things, but like, um, I think it gives more of an impression to the rest of the team. Of the team. Yeah. yeah. See about to, the other guys. That, yeah. to me, That's what is I think is the, the important thing. It. Yeah. It is basically you're, you're telling by sitting one of the guys that should, you would never think would be benched. If you pick, four guys that would never be benched right. by this team. It'd be Heesher, it'd be Hughes, it'd be Meyer and, you know, maybe Toffoli or, or, or Pilat or somebody. But no one's above being yeah. benched. Right. Basically. And that's what it says. And that's what it tells every other guy that's below Timo Meyer in the pecking order. And, you know, there's not many that are above them. So everybody on that team, For you sure. know, you're you you know, that, that even to, could hit, you know, I don't think he would ever bench Jack just because there's never a night that Jack doesn't give the, uh, the effort, but you know, and I think it wasn't so much the effort either. It was the stupid penalties, you know, that's, I think what did it with Timo, especially that yeah. second one, you know, they, that, that they scored the fourth goal on like, come on, man. Like we, we have enough fucking work to do. You just made the mountain 10,000 feet higher. Like, you know, I think that was a big deal. Yeah, those penalties, you're right. When you're already losing by a few goals, coaches have a very short leash for those late penalties in that situation. Because if in retrospect, and we don't know what exactly would have happened, maybe we only get two goals if we're down by three and not, you know, three because we're down by four. Maybe we do tie it. You don't know. The situation changes. But you do know in that position, you got one last shot to make a serious run at it. You want to get a goal quick. Get a second. You want to be within two goals, but with like what, like eight minutes left or something like that, just psychologically at least. And kind of, it looked like you blew that chance. So yeah, that's a short lease situation, yeah. and you're going to sit for that. So. And uh, to the discussion about uh, whether or not it's too early to panic, I, I will say this: uh, right now in the Atlantic Division, the Senators are in first place. The Red Wings are in second. The Maple Leafs are a wild card spot as we speak. The Lightning are out of the playoffs. The Panthers, the defending Eastern Conference champions, are out of the playoffs. The Islanders are second seed. The Flyers are a wild card right now. Uh, the Devils are out of the playoffs. And the Penguins, I mean, uh, the Blue Jackets are only one point behind us. Uh, so I mean, we sure. kind of think the world's <laughs> going to write itself, right? Uh, the Blackhawks are in the playoffs right now. One of the, you know, going into this, probably one of the three, four worst teams in the NHL. They're in the playoffs. The Stars, you know, a Stanley Cup favorite. They're a wild card right now. Um, the Golden Knights are just playing amazing. Vancouver is in a, in the playoffs. Uh, the Flames are a wild card, and, and the Ducks are a wild card. One of the other teams that are going to be. So no, we all know that thing. The universe will write itself. Will all the people that we said are going to make the playoffs make the playoffs? No. Will the Devils be one of those teams on the outside looking in? No, they're not going to. They'll be There's fine. Just so much content available now and so many ways to get hockey information 24-7. It's just kind of beaten into you. You're overanalyzing. We said in the last show, if this were a three-game stretch in the middle of the year, you almost don't notice it, but it is in the beginning, so it makes it more cosmic. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is extremely important to bank these points. I like how our team at least says that. Like These are not nothing points. You do want to come out good. Um, it's going to end soon, but... Uh, you know, we do have a tough game coming up first. Like I said, yeah, and it might, I wouldn't it might be get shocked. worse before it gets better. I wouldn't be shocked if we drop uh, the game against the Islanders. And But I, I have to say this. Uh, if we drop that game against the Islanders, 
I think next week are all favorable matchups. There's no reason that we shouldn't be able to go into Montreal and whoop them. There's no reason that we shouldn't have a field day against Washington on Wednesday night. And Buffalo, you know, yeah, they're coming in. They're playing cool too, like us. Um, They're not, you know, playing up to their potential. So they're going to be looking for a win. That's at our building. We'll win that one. Like I see next week going three and zero, and I hope t- tomorrow night is the night that actually starts it, and you know, kind of lights the fire under their ass. It's going to be a tough game. They're going up against one of the best goalies, in my opinion, the best goalie in the league, um, against a defensive team that is bigger than them, uh, and maybe can put well. They were bigger last year. That's actually kind of let's see how they match up this year. Right. We have a few new guys in that lineup. So, you know, Devils have to use their speed and they've got to start fast. First periods, they haven't scored a fucking goal in the first period. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah. Off the subject of hockey, do you want to hear an insane stat that I heard today? Yes. Mac Jones, yes. the quarterback of the Patriots, has not thrown a touchdown pass. I didn't know this. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know. I could have thrown one. Dude, Derrick Henry has a touchdown pass this year. Uh, Like, how does Mac Jones not have a touchdown pass six weeks through the season? And, oh, by the way. I know Max Crosby owned him this weekend. Dude, look, I get it. There are hundreds of guys in the NFL that don't have touchdown passes this year. But I can't think of another quarterback. (laughs) Come on, man. Even Garoppolo has a touchdown pass this year. Excellent. Yeah. Garoppolo's, you know, he's just ah. not—he's just not staying healthy. Garoppolo can do the job. He's not he starting good... this weekend. I think he's, uh, you know, I think they're not going to. I think he won't finish the year. I think he's—he's he's he out this, this week? weekend. Green Bay? Um, no, 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 we just already played Green, Green Bay. Bay. We got the Bears this weekend. I think. Yeah, uh, there's a nice, gonna... easy win. Yeah. Four, uh, three in a row. I'll take it. Now, Bobby, who exactly do you root for in football? <laughs> My God, that's a loaded question. Isn't it? I can tell you that as I watch. The Niners game. Every time I watch those colors, it still brings me back, and I'm like, you know, yeah, because you all are. childhood you were a Niner fan. Yeah. So as as a real young kid, I was I was a Jets fan, and Jets were always kind of my local team. But I, literally growing up, adolescence, high school, college, I was, was it Montana? Fan. Uh, yeah. You know what? It was just um, I wasn't really a football fan, and uh, I just had a, a particular friend at one time who was like, you know, he's like, who do you like? I'm like the Jets. He's like, you should like the Niners. I'm like, why? He's like, well, they're winning all the time. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> but I was like 10 years old, so it was right. still young. And then, and then I stuck with it literally for you know almost 30 years. Um, just moving like out Finkel? here. Yes, of course. Um, you know what Lace happened? Is out, Dan. <laughs> I obviously don't root for for the uh, the Philadelphia teams out here, um, but I do a lot of a lot of events with a lot of great friends who are into all that stuff. And um, I did get tickets for the Niners Eagles game. I went with PA Johnny, and uh, we were out there. And about midway through the game, I realized I was literally rooting for the wrong team. Like I I, I was going to watch my Niners, and I was just so caught up in it, and I uh, just. So through osmosis, you're a fucking Eagle fan? Basically. Yeah, but I I never, I've just never been. How do we just click him off of this fucking show right now? Like, are you serious? You root for a fucking (laughs) Philadelphia team? Yo, you bring the podcast down. (laughs) You're disgusting. You disgust me right now. So wait, Bobby, you went to to a Philadelphia game and you're rooting for the, the 49ers? Well, I was still at that point considered myself a Niner fan. Now, again, let's, let's, alive. let's understand this. Mm. As, a, as a Niner fan, right Sorry, like, this Good. is why football has never been my sport. I couldn't even tell you maybe more than one name 
literally, whoever my quarterback was that year was probably the guy I knew. I was, I'm not that kind of football fan. I'm more about watching like any games are on. It's not my sport. I'm diehard baseball and I'm diehard hockey. So football's got a lot of leeway. Dude, I was up in New England and I started liking them because I saw the turn of that. I saw Brady come oh, in. God. I was going to school up there. Everyone's like, how can you like the Jets and the Patriots? I'm like, I just do. Like, You're I a Cowboys fan like, too? I, no. <laughs> no. I cannot stand him. I just, I'm just a fan of a lot of teams, to be honest with you. It's funny. In Tampa, I remember when everyone hated Brady, you know, and I never – I mean, obviously, he's one of the greatest ever, but, you know, I wasn't a Brady fan. But when he got to Tampa, all of a sudden, the same people that hated him were all buying the jerseys. They were all excited he was there. It was like a, it was like the big flip, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've been a, a Viking fan since I was, you know, probably six years old. And, again, that's just through walking past the television set with a bunch of family members watching a giant game asking who the purple team was, them saying the Vikings. And then my head just was like, well, if my whole family likes the Giants, so I don't like them, so I'm going to like the Vikings. They were the team they were playing and it just stuck. And like it little by little though, the fandom grows and it grows. Oh, and yeah. the next thing you know, it's like, they're your fucking ride or die. They're, um, they're like my fifth in my pecking order because of you. The Raiders are there because yeah. I was a Raider in high school. Like I literally, I like so many teams that hate each other. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Chris, but I bet that makes... Did you have the helmet? Do you remember the Rydell, like the plastic helmet? Like sure. I used to have the plastic Raider helmet. You got the jersey came in the same box. I think it had yep. pants in there and stuff and the whole deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I did. I had it all. I remember for Christmas, all I wanted because you couldn't get Viking stuff around here. And I remember one, I wanted Viking shirts and Viking sweatshirts and stuff. And I remember my mom telling me that they, they can't find them anywhere. And my aunt and uncle came over and they got me a present. It was two Viking t-shirts. I don't know how my aunt got them, but they were my favorite. I was like 11 years old. They were my favorite shirts. I wore them until they had holes all in them and just fell apart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just they, that's it. They become your team. Uh, but I was going to say, like, I bet watching football is a lot more entertaining for you. When you um, like broken. when like when the Vikings aren't playing and I'm just watching Red Zone, I love it. I love it. I'm guessing Dan just texted us. Um, well, I'm not sure if we'll be around still. Yeah, um, a bit late. So, but you know, uh, there's a game going on right now in football. I think. I hope Jackson Dan had Hill. that removed. Okay. I hope that oh, got they removed that. Christ. You know, I mean, that was a. I told him. He told me he just can go get stay. another one. You got to talk about uh, what Dan's getting removed. Uh, I just got to remind everybody uh, that the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week and you can score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener every game day this October. So, look, if you bet on football, whatever. If you like to bet on Hockey, like to bet on the Devils, they're favored by a goal and a half against the Islanders uh, tomorrow night. Uh, would you guys take the Islanders or, or the Devils on that? I think the Devils on that. Devs. Yeah. Yeah, you guys both think it's a it'll be over two. The Devils yeah. will win by two or more. I, you know what? I, I throw a few bucks on the Devils winning by two or more tomorrow night. So I, I think that's a solid bet. I did say the other day with the goal and a half, a favorite for Edmonton, that's the game I would have won uh, bet on. I think they won by five. So – We'll see how that goes. So get in on game day greatness and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on the NFL. And that's code THPN. 
only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? I don't know how she should say that. The crown is yours or or the crown is yours or just the crown is yours. What do you think? How do you, how would you guys go with that? I mean, you probably change it up each time. Little All right, I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. Let, let me you go could do back. one as a Canadian. Um <laughs> That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours, eh? Yay. (laughs) All right. That was good. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Gold in Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance at seven days if you don't want to do the math see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources we so Kincaid huh has cleared waivers and he's been assigned to Chicago Wolves I saw um, I had no idea that we put him on waivers. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, so that's it, man. They are just they're they're believing one hundred percent in Banachek and Schmidt this year, huh? There's there's no safety net. That's it. You know, the uh, Shalgren got put on waivers, right? I don't know. Did he get picked up or is he back in Utica? I, I think he went back to Utica, I believe. All right. That was so like two Shalgren's days ago, there. right? I think they... I, yeah, they put him on waivers a few days ago. So Shalgren's there if if he got picked up, but then. Uh, who else? I mean, uh, the dude that was, they had a couple of kids that were up over that uh, prospect tournament. Uh, the one of them did come into training camp and I can't remember his name. I believe it started with a P. Um, what have you guys heard about this kid Hataka or am I saying that right? Hataka defenseman. was, yeah, defenseman. Yeah. Just, just from what I heard people chatting about like during camp and stuff that he apparently made some really good impressions and he's pretty solid, but. There are rumblings time. that he is going to be the call-up, not Simone Nemitz. Really? Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that because we didn't get into the defensive pairings yet. But there's not too much to get into because really nothing's changed. No, nothing's I don't know how I feel all, about actually. that. Yeah, Siegenthaler, Hamilton, Ball, Marino, Smith, Hughes, Miller out. And Miller apparently went into the boards pretty hard today too. Had some trouble getting up and was in obvious pain. That's the last report Who was that? I got on it. Miller. Miller. But that was before the pairings were set. So, again, he was looking like the seventh guy, and I just can't understand why he's not at least getting a shot. It's not like we're in the middle of a solid hot streak where you don't want to change things. It's not like Smith has been lights out. Um, he's been having some problems, taking some penalties. He's been bad. I, I mean, just say it, dude. He's been fucking him, bad. He's been bad. So I don't, I don't get why you can't throw this guy in there for what? You know, third-minute Third line pairing minutes, right. you know, twelve minutes, eight minutes, or whatever, ten eight minutes. minutes. Get, yeah. let's get him in there and see what he could do. It, it makes it makes zero fucking sense to me that you traded for a guy and he just sits on the bench when you have a six defenseman. That is he seriously fucking at practice? Is he worse than Smith? Like, I mean, is he that fucking bad? Like, there's got to be something. just it in and, like, we don't know about it? I don't know. Like, there has to be something that just isn't isn't out in the public yet but, that is But in a, in a world where, like, Ruff has said, it's it's everybody 
is equally important on this team, and he's going to like cycle people in. Like we're already dealing with injuries. He, I think he has his fingers crossed behind his back when he says that. He must just yeah. throw the guy in. It's all bullshit. I agree. I agree. I definitely would not be playing Smith tomorrow against the Islanders. Yeah. Um, that was today's practice. Maybe he saw stuff in today's practice he doesn't like, and tomorrow's going to look completely different for the pregame skate. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I get antsy with coaches that keep guys in too long just because of you know sometimes there's that. Well, they're veterans and they've been here and they deserve it. And you know, we. I just feel like sometimes just pull the fucking cord, get them back in in a few games. That other person that's not coming out maybe has been a foundation member of the unit for a long time. Smith was never really that. He came in last year, barely played. It's not like he, you know, grew up in the devil system or whatever. It just seems exactly. odd that you can't just pull him out for a game. I completely agree. Yeah. Tell him, what do you think? Would you put Miller in? Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, with Smith, obviously, especially the last game, I mean, I have not been on his case, you know, but there's obviously some mistakes. There was a couple mistakes the last game that, you know, I would think if you're benching other dudes and you're, you know, you're trying to set an example, I think, why not? I mean, what is there to, what is there to lose and, when you have at least three mistakes the last game? You know, I mean, and like Dan brought, Dan brought this up the last show and I was, I've been thinking about it since then. Like for what reason, Brendan Smith, after he makes all these fucking mistakes, cost the team a goal uh, and this is not the first game he's made these mistakes. They've happened since the Detroit game at the home opener. So this dude makes all these mistakes. And at the third period, you're benching John Marino and Smith is getting ice time. I don't understand that. Like, what did Marino do? I didn't see anything. No, I, I was kind of curious. I thought maybe he got hurt or something. I didn't know what was going on with that. I'm I think still... that Ruff said afterwards that every decision, every benching was a coach's decision. So I don't think he was hurt crazy yeah bob what do you think about that sorry i got lost i just saw something coming across about goalies yeah i see that you got a little lost yeah i got a little lost i didn't hear what he said (laughs) um when dan brought up on the last show like miller i mean not miller but smith was getting the ice time marino was benched like why was marino benched i don't i still don't understand that and ruff had said that any benching was a coach's decision so it wasn't injury related he didn't have any mistakes, glaring mistakes to the naked eye that I caught. Uh, yeah. But Smith did. I don't. I don't get now. Smith's in the lineup. Is he? Is it? Is it rough? Still a legitimate kid. That's it, <laughs> right? It's, it's gotta be. It's gotta be the housekeeper's son. Yeah, I'm still. <laughs> I'm still a little concerned about the. I guess Riley's the pairing, not your brother, Brandon. The, the pairings Sorry. in general. I just. I'm just kind of <laughs> stuck on um, Marino and Hughes being together. I just think that makes more sense, and it's really dynamic that way. And if you're going to have a third pairing that already is shit in the bed, and as far as Smith goes, I mean, then it really can't get any worse. So I would, yeah. just, I just want to see Hughes, you know, with Marino personally. I like the way that works. Yeah, I mean, I guess just if Smith's bad, he'll get limited ice time against the Islanders. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know any. I haven't read anything. I'm, I'm real curious to know how the morale of the team is right now. Like, uh, you know. On the on their own because really they I mean they're they're one one and one it's not like they're zero and three you know yeah. they they could have won points. every game they yeah so I mean it's it really isn't end of the world shit like I I don't I don't know if people are um you know is in in that room I I wonder if they're just like you know brushing it off I mean they know they haven't played well but I I just hope that you know it's I hope it's still loose I hope they're not 
putting too I think, much. I think on we themselves. talked a lot about like there's no traction yet, which beginning of the season is often like that. So I think this break probably did them well. I think that any like discouraging thoughts are probably in the rearview mirror at this point. I really think that there was a clear message sent between the benchings and the skate that they had to go through the other day. And then today was probably more of a traditional practice where, you know, okay, let's get that behind us. Right. We just had to, had to work that out of our systems and uh, you know, they're going to be on the road. Right. So that's good. You know, they always say that the first road trip is, is good for the team. So I would think it's still positive. Hey, they know what they got in that room. Look, to any negative devil fans, I'll say this. Fuck off. In 1994-95, game one, we tied Hartford, right? That was one point. And then game two at Buffalo, we won. We lost, rather, one to two to one. Um, game three in Boston, we uh, lost in overtime. We got a point out of that. And actually, no, back then, that was the days where you just, the loser got the two, uh, no points, and the winner got two. Uh, sure. So we had zero points after three games in 94-95. Uh, I'm sorry, one point we got the tie. So that, that, you know, that year ended pretty good. And in 99, 2000, we had a four, one win in game one game. Three was a one, nothing win. So there was a sandwich between a five, seven loss to the penguins. Uh, that was a four, you know, four, only one point behind where we are now. 2000, that, that year ended pretty good. Right. Won yeah. the cup. 2000, 2001, we also had four points after three games. 2002, 2003 is an exception. We won every game. We had six points. And then we just, you know, that's the year we led the league in offense. So uh, that goes to be expected. So, you know, out of our three Stanley Cubs, two of them, we had the same amount of points as we do now. And one, we only had a point better. So, you know, you you get that shutout, that shootout win rather. And, you know, we're still talking probably, unfortunately, like how bad they have been playing. But there's still four points there. Like, and you like know, we this said, is... each game they could have won. I mean, yeah. especially the second can't... game. I mean, they definitely – that was like, a, you know, they should have won that game, really. The last game, you get yourself in a hole like that, then what do you expect, you know? I mean, it's I... A, four goals is brutal to try and yeah. overcome, you know? You know if I'll admit myself, like, I don't – I have no worry right now. I don't know if it's just because I am a, too much weed or something, but I just don't, like – I'm not stressed. I mean, I definitely think it's a slow start. But like I said, every game we've played so far, we have could have come out victorious. Just the last one, you dug yourself so deep, I mean. And then again, you look at the last 13, 12, 13 minutes of that game against the, the Panthers. I mean, they just turned it on. And, I mean, that was – that was really fun to watch. I still thought even during that um, that that third period, I still thought they let Florida get too many chances still. Like they still like it wasn't like a completely like they, it was. I think we saw like maybe 65 percent of what they're capable of in some that awful 12, calls 13 minutes. Too. I didn't, wasn't even on last show, but it was yeah, some bad non-calls. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about that Mercer trip that wasn't called. And, you know, it, it's. Unfortunately, it is just the sad facts of how officiating goes. They keep yeah. score. And, you know, but it's my whole thing was I understand that. I get the keeping score thing. And if it is a ticky tacky bullshit hook obstruction, maybe, you know, you just leaned into a dude where, you know, nine out of 10 times it's probably not called. Like, yeah, those are the calls that if it happens, you maybe let go uh, to try and keep score. But when it's that blatant, yeah. When it's just like, dude, he fucking tripped him right yeah. in front of you. And the guy has possession. He's going over the red line. You know, there's uh, the blue line, rather. He's looking like he's about to uh, 
you know, get a little offense going and you don't call it, that I think is bullshit. I've been um, impressed with Brad, though. I mean, Brad and Hamilton, I mean, we always look at the right now where everyone's pointing out the negatives all, all over the place. But Brad, I think, has been, you know, dude, impressive. And He's been he's been their best skater, him and Jack, yeah. of course. Um, Hamilton, that shot is lethal when yeah, he gets it on cool. net. Yeah. And he's getting it on net a lot more than he was last season. Uh, he didn't really start – you know, consistently getting that shot on net until maybe halfway through the season last year. He's doing it now. That thing is, he's got a fucking cannon attached to that. Oh yeah. He, him I and mean, Brad have is, been the two, the two that I've been really impressed with so far, I would say. Coming and out the, the good game. though has been really good. Like their goals have been, most of their goals have been beautiful so far. They have, they do have so, you know, VTech has played pretty well. Uh, you really can't, you know, we, after two games last year, we were, a firing our coach and freaking <laughs> out about the goaltending. Like and Jack's you know, fired is, up in game three, three games in. He's I love it. I mean, he has has that temper on the ice. I mean, there's did you guys see the hit that Brat threw in that Florida yeah. game, dude? Yeah. Brat and like I said, we talked about it a little bit in the, a couple of shows. Like he looks bigger. Like he looks like yeah. he put on some muscle mass, and you know he looks like a, a you know he's gotten a lot stronger. And now he he starts actually laying the body. Dude, he's going to be an awesome player. No contract issues in his head. I mean, he might just have a monster. I would, he may be the big the point leader this year at the end of the year. You just it's definitely a possibility. I think with this team it could be yeah, any one of four or five guys flipping any or at least you know three four guys flipping from year to year. You know, it could be Brat this year, Jack the next year, even he sure depending on who he's playing with like assuming that we start to see all this firepower translating to Do wins you- and consistency. Do you see a world where that brat Jack combo is, you know, talked about in the same breath as the McDavid dry saddle combo? Like you can see potential for years down the road that this combo is becomes lethal. It's Malkin Crosby. It's, you know, same breath, but probably not as I'm just saying in, in, in in the, in the vein of teams that have those just one, two punch on like Hughes, he being, you know, teams and, and, uh, yeah, but you know, Heischer's a very when he's on his game is a very good player. But and Heischer will of course get you timely scoring. But I'm saying the night dy- how dynamic yes. they are. Like Brat and Hughes are just two of the freaking best skaters I've ever seen in my life. And you know what they can do with the puck is amazing. So I think you know now we got at least six years of those two growing together, and you can see how much better they're getting. Like. Dude, there's so much good in this team right now. I think people just need to kind of pump the brakes a little bit and let them go out and play their game. They're young, I mean. Have you guys watched Bedard play at all yet this year? Actually, I did catch the game one against Pittsburgh. Um, we ended up doing a show, I think, in between that game, and I paused it. I finished up watching it. I thought he played very well in that game. But that's the last one I saw. I see all the highlights. Have you watched them? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, the guy is he's just natural. You know, it's – He's already dealing with the pressures. I thought it was kind of funny. Like these kids, you know, remember their ages, like where we were at these ages. Like I know he already had like, so Bedard's already dealing with like adult models, like tweeting with his jersey on on Twitter, trying to like to come into the game. That's the, I saw a thing yesterday. I know him and I got the same the problem, same thing. dude. It's Ryan so- Graves. Keeps, he still tweets. Still tweets you, Ryan Graves, after he left. Hey, Don't hey, I Bobby, call you, tweeting. You can see Bobby. <laughs> 
Bobby has Actually, pictures, he, takes pictures of himself in his Ryan Graves jersey, but he bunches up the middle, right? So he shows his mid. It's funny how these things take on a life of their own. Like he was nowhere and near my just, favorite player. And he just, <laughs> just puts his really appreciate on and sends sexy <laughs> selfies to him. I don't you know? like Holtz that much, Adam, but it's just I mean Ryan, but it's <laughs> yeah, just like, what I have to do. I have to pick somebody. <laughs> like a big defense sign over your ass, and you just take those pictures for him. No, but could you imagine that? Like, if, I'm sorry if I'm 18 years old, and I hope my wife's not listening to this. It, and some, and some, and she's you know an attractive model, an adult model, and she's messaging him with his jersey on. Like, that's it, basically. Like, I don't know, man. I might be skipping high school that day. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, and she and she, she tweeted him saying, "I'll be at the game the next game." Now, I'm going to ask you something because I thought about this. If, yeah, you'd be the I'm first the hockey game, player looking, that is I'm on the IR for fucking sexually transmitted disease. Yep, 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 yep. But would you not look for Chris? Would you not? Okay, if you knew there's the Instagram model that came to see you play the night, are you not peeking up in the stands to see? Of course, you're an 18 year old kid. Of course you are. But what? What's the big deal? Who cares? Nah, you know. But how do you stay? You know? it's, it's amazing if they can stay focused. I think. I, I mean, you know, the Connor Bedard's got you know a lot bigger shit on his plate than you know his his fame right now. I think that people need to again pump the brakes with this dude. Like the media yeah. scrutiny that he's already getting, and like yeah, the, the microscope that he's under. Dude. Dude, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And if he's able to perform and doesn't have a fucking complete and total meltdown, like everybody also forgets, this is an 18-year-old millennial, you know? Uh, They're kind of not built like the dudes were back in the 70s and 80s, you know? And and maybe everybody needs to kind of lay off. I mean, he seems like a great kid. He seems like he's super mature. He knows how to deal with this stuff. And as far as his skating and stuff goes, yeah, dude, he's awesome. The NHL is you know, has so much to look forward to with some of these young guys that are coming into the That first goal now. we had too was just, you know, it was just that wrap around on Tampa, yeah, I mean, uh, Toronto rather. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was a, a hell of a, a start for a Connor Bedard. He's been doing great. Um, you know, I, and as far as the regular, you know, just watching a lot of hockey so far this year, I have to say like, Ottawa looks amazing in their few games that I've seen. Um, Red Wings have looked really good in the few games that I've seen that weren't against us. Carolina's uh, looking like we thought they would. I mean, Carolina looks right good. Away. But, you know, I also like – Vegas is looking like a team that has zero uh, Stanley Cup hangover, man. They are just rocking people. But there are some surprises, and the Devils are one of them. I think Seattle is one of them. Um, they haven't um, – won a game yet and i'm pretty sure that they have like only scored two goals i think or something like that again it's like, only three day games in but i did say if there's a team that i think is gonna yeah you did is gonna, but is there you know, any teams yeah. is there any other teams that surprised you have surprised you either way so far in the in the short little bit of the season there's, there's no other teams and i'm not overly surprised by anything right now for all the reasons you already pointed out it's just it's way too right. small of a sample size yeah but um, i mean point i'd get that but like ottawa has been bruins are too ottawa, i mean it's early you but know, bruins are probably the best it's worth watching it's worth checking out and watching i get it it's only three games in but ottawa looks like a really fun team right now and you know they can they can be the devils of last year if they if they keep playing this way. What did you say about Boston? I didn't so hear Boston's you. winning right away off the gate. I mean, it's yep. only early, but they're two and zero. Also, you know, I mean, um, you know, and I'm, I'm, what the Oilers are one and two. 
you know, I wonder one, one, yeah, one and two. That's right. Two. That's right. They lost both games to Vancouver, and they did whoop up, I think, on Nashville the other night. They lost their first um, game like eight to nothing or eight to one. Yeah, crazy eight to score. one. I don't know what the game, the score of the second game was. I fell asleep during that. Yeah, they got um, smoked the first. But like game. the last I checked, Nashville was up three nothing on the Rangers. Like there's, it's like this is so far these first, like it's a little bit of unexpected stuff, you know. You know, you kind of. You know how it's all going to settle, but Colorado's looking good. Yeah, and we'll all forget that you know, uh, you know, San Jose has looked pretty decent so far. You know, or Anaheim. You know, we're all going to forget that because they're going to go to back down to the bottom. But you know, I, I think it's really awesome to see. Like you know, I love the beginning of the season, and I don't think it's too much to, you know, you want to see the Devils do better. But I kind of feel like when is the time if this doesn't start turning around that I think people start getting serious. I think next week, <laughs> I think tomorrow, yeah. yesterday, For yesterday, team, really. It's, 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 it's quicker. It's, yeah. Yeah. They, they have four games next week. Um, I, I forget who the game is on Sunday, but they have four games next week. Like what day game or a night game? It's a five o'clock start here. Yeah. What's, um, What's the record they need to come through next week? Four games, um, Bob. If you can check, if you're not checking, if you can see who we play on Sunday, because I don't remember. And I will um, say this: there's definitely a chance tomorrow night that we don't we don't leave with a W. I mean, you know, it's not going to be an easy game. But so. let's look at these next five games. Okay, we have the Islanders, we have the um, Montreal Canadiens, we have Washington Capitals, we have Buffalo Sabers, and then on Sunday we have Minnesota. Minnesota. That's right. Yeah. That's the start of a back to back with Minnesota. Um, right. All right. Separated so, by days, but yeah, Minnesota is what right. two and one. A home and home. Yep. Uh, Minnesota, I believe, is yeah, two, two and one. one. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we have those five games. What's the record? We're not going to get in depth with the games, but before we finish up tonight, what's the record that the Devils need to come through the end of those five games? How many points they need to pull out of those five games at a possible ten before everybody in this state? Starts pulling their fucking hair out and freaking out. Seven. I go seven. Exactly. They have to get seven. I think seven. Yeah. Okay. Seven's fair. It's Not in my mind. Maybe, but maybe an no. overtime loss. Um, it's respectable and it'll put them back in position. Okay. Where where's where's the you're about to pull your hair out on fire number that they come for through? Four this points. Week? Four. Yeah. Bob? Yeah. Five, anything, anything, short, five. anything short of seven. Like five points. Like half the points. And yeah, we're in the world's a blaze. Yep. Yeah, I got you. Uh, all People right. We're talking about bad contracts with, you know, that Meyer. That'll be the next. I've already heard that going. I'm like, man, it's so, it's so Dude, early. People like, need to calm the fuck okay. down. I'm like, That's, it hey. really, it really would be better if they were just playing every other day. And yeah, that's every, everyone's got all this filler time. It's like driving you nuts because you're like, okay, I know they're not terrible. Just for God's sakes, give me that first win. And you're waiting till Friday now. So, yeah, yeah it'll come. Yep, and we got the Islanders tomorrow night. Um, again, guys, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, Saturday night, 10 p.m., we will be doing a live stream, so we were going to discuss the Islander game. What's up, Tom? There's, go ahead. I'll let you finish this, and there's something we got. I just want to mention before we okay. clip off. Um, yeah, sure. So if you anybody wants to hop on, check that out. That'd be a lot of fun. Come say hello. Um, we will have tomorrow morning our keys to the victory uh, against the Islanders tomorrow. Give us a like, uh, subscription, positive review, 
uh, say hello, whatever on social media. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. Thank you very much for Bobby and Tony. I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Pucklers. We don't have an outro, so we'll see you when we see you. Wait, I'm sorry, Tony. What do you want to say? Got to give some love out to Suzanne Summers, guys. Right? Three's Company, yep. Chrissy Snow. I was a big fan of that show. To me, Jack Tripper is one of the greatest physical comedians there was. Uh, you know, I just, I was, re- I was actually shocked because when, when I found out she passed away, and she had sick, been sick for a while. But anybody who's our age is pretty much, you know, I think we're, know who Chrissy Snow was. I mean, yes. I, don't know if you guys were I didn't even know she guys, died, but yeah. Yeah, it's sad as you get older and you see a lot of the icons you kind of grow up watching. Uh, reality kind of sets in a little bit. We're not that old, but, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, before we all start examining our own mortality and get all depressed here, I think we're just going to say R.I.P. Chrissy Snow. Burt Young. Burt Young, too. Pauly. Uh, Pauly. Rocky movies. Sorry, Philadelphia. Pauly's gone. Sure, they're flying their flags at half 83 years old. Um, he was awesome. But uh, anybody else die, Tone, before we get us off on this nope, positive that's my, note? That's my doom and gloom. I always bring it every episode. That's, I'm the mortician the of the show. I'm oh, the mortician yeah. of the show. Thanks for checking us out, guys. See you soon. Peace. Later.